Welcome to the Parenting Well podcast with Parent Engagement Network. I'm Dr. Shelley Mann, your host, and today you're listening to Parenting Well, where we know that parenting well is challenging and that all parents are the best parents they know how to be. We firmly believe that the foundation for raising healthy, happy youth is for us as parents to fill our own well with useful, reliable, credible information, tools, and strategies. This leaves us more engaged, educated, and empowered to support our children in being strong, resourceful, confident, and resilient in the face of life's many challenges and adventures. So let's fill that well. Today's well source is Dr. Missy Greider, and we're going to talk about three steps to help children develop a positive body image. Dr. Missy Greider serves as the founder of Meeting Kids Needs, an online course for parents of kindergarten through fifth grade children that teaches parents how to help their children handle their feelings, especially the tough ones. Meeting Kids Needs gives parents the latest in research-based social and emotional learning so that they can purposefully help build their child's emotional intelligence. Her professional interests include social and emotional learning in schools and in homes, positive classroom and school climates, brain-based best classroom practices, and holistic health and wellness. Dr. Greider is also the developer of the Body Safety Box, an evidence-based child abuse prevention education kit, offering children, along with their parents, schools, and community groups, a series of active, engaging, and age-appropriate learning opportunities to help prevent abuse and its often lifelong consequences. The Body Safety Box has served children in 31 states, Canada, Africa, India, and Papua New Guinea to date. So welcome. We're so glad to have you on the Parenting Well podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Shelley. I'm so glad to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about the work you do surrounding children and developing a positive body image? Yes, so I come at body image from a social and emotional learning perspective. So social emotional learning, one of the parts of it is building self-awareness. So I come at body image from a self-awareness perspective for kids and really helping kids to develop an accurate self-perception. Yeah, the social emotional learning piece is a huge part of what we've done at Parent Engagement Network since its beginning. Oh, that's um, such great. a foundational part of, uh, of growing and, and learning. So give us the definition of body image and what a review of the research teaches us about kids and body image. Yes. So a body image definition is a person's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors towards their body. And when we look at a review of the research, body image really matters for kids and for adults. Research tells us that body image is interwoven with key aspects of both children's and adults' physical and emotional well-being. And poor body image is associated with many things we just don't want for the children, our children and the children in our care. Things like depression, eating disorders, overuse of cosmetic surgery, obesity, and unhealthy weight loss behaviors. And poor body image perception for our kids is also closely related to, to low self-esteem. One of the themes in the research, Shelley, is body image is learned very young. Children are aware of body image issues and methods to control body size and appearance by preschool age. And that was really new learning for me as I was creating the Meeting Kids Needs course. I just saw a study too, some pre um, pre-K kids, kids ages three to five, where when they were looking at storybooks, some different picture books, they were seeing an overweight character as being the mean character in the book. So kids are already having some perceptions on body size as early as ages three to five, which is really remarkable. And two, with our girls, this was an interesting study too. Body image dissatisfaction could be identified in children as young as six years of age. 
with six and seven-year-old girls in the study, they were rating their ideal body type as significantly thinner in a way that five-year-old girls did not. So it looks like between ages of five and six in our girls, there's really a big jump in their body image perception. Another theme in the research is body image is very important to young children. So by about the age of 10, about one third of girls and about 22% of boys are saying how their bodies look is their number one worry. And age 10 is also an average age when children start dieting. So one in four kids aged between seven and 10, they've already started to diet to lose weight with restrictive dietary behaviors. So 25% of pretty young kids have already dieted, which is really, really high in my view. It's interesting to note, and it would kind of make sense that there's more body image research for girls than there is for boys. So I'll kind of speak a little bit differently about research for girls and boys. For girls, the ideal is thinner. And there's the thin ideal, which refers to the concept of the ideally slim female body. It's a slender feminine figure with a small waist and very little body fat. And most recently, this ideal has been described as the thin muscular ideal with all of those characteristics and adding feminine muscular definition. And for boys, for young boys, the ideal is muscular and they want to be tall. In one study, boys were asked to choose ideal images from a set of drawings. And boys can place importance on overall body size as well as function with larger bodies being seen as more capable or more useful than smaller bodies for boys. Again, it goes along with the study I mentioned with those preschool kids. Some boys described a dislike of images that appeared to be overweight. So already, you know, stigma for kids who are overweight, which is just so disheartening for us, you know, as parents and child advocates. For boys, male action figures now, so our toys for our young boys, have measurements that exceed even the biggest bodybuilders in proportion. The ideal male body is growing more muscular with an athletic and a lean ideal. And this was interesting. This is a study on adult men, but of course we want to be raising our boys to be healthy adult men. Appearance satisfaction was the second strongest predictor of life satisfaction behind only satisfaction with their financial situation. So I don't know that I would have guessed that, you know, among adult males that body satisfaction was that important to them behind only just their finances. Yeah. And then for boys, boys are more likely to see themselves as underweight and then they can be overly focused on bulk bulking up. So that's really the opposite for our girls. Nearly 18% of adolescent boys, according to one study, are very concerned about their bodies and their weight. And among these young guys, half of them wanted to gain more muscle, while a third wanted to gain muscle and get thinner. And it's also shown that six-pack abs are kind of the gold standard of masculinity for some of our young guys these days, too. Overall, there is less body image research studying boys than for girls, though it was really interesting to read how important body image is to our boys as well. You know, one of the things that I've seen a lot is that how a mom is around her children, especially her daughter, can have a huge impact on how a young girl starts to think of and, and see herself in her body. Um, can you share what the research says about that? Yes, very much so. That's very critical. A few studies about moms and daughters and body image. One says that if your daughter thinks that you think as a mom that losing weight will make you more beautiful as a grown adult woman, then chances are that she's going to think that as well. 
And the little comments we make about our own bodies as moms, the little grumblings we make about our own bodies, these matter. When our daughters hear us say things like, oh, last year's jeans don't fit anymore, she's more likely to dislike her own body and to try weight loss techniques, even as young as grades four through six. When moms make comments too, whether on purpose or not, about their own weight and their own weight loss, this is related to a decrease in our daughter's value of their own body. So just really being intentional. And that goes into some of the steps that I'm going to talk about as well. Any habit, any behavior you have in the home, your kids are listening all the time. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's talk specifically. You mentioned that there are three steps and they're based on research and these steps can help children develop a positive body image. Can you share those with us? I'd love to. Yes. So step one, it goes along with what we were talking about of being aware of our own language. So step one is to be aware and intentional with your own body image story and your language surrounding your own body. We want to work to eliminate fat talk and instead promote the healthy ideal. So this is so telling. I, I saw in a couple studies, first of all, over 90% and as high as 97% of American women are dissatisfied with their bodies. So mm. almost all of us. You know, uh, a question I start off with in our first meeting kids needs lesson, which is on body image. I ask moms to think through their first three unfiltered thoughts related to their bodies. And of course, most of them, at least one of those thoughts is, is negative just by looking at this 90 to 97% of American women that are dissatisfied with their bodies. So it's really us looking at our own body image narrative and looking at our own talk surrounding our bodies. So Dr. Hillary in the bride's work was really interesting for me. She is a eating disorders specialist. She's a therapist and she also has her own story of overcoming an eating disorder. So she wanted to look at how, what goes right when a mom has some body image dissatisfaction, which most of us do, what goes right in helping her promote body image satisfaction among her girls. So her work was really interesting. She really looks at what went right. So she wants to help us understand how to have our daughters love their bodies from the get-go and develop that body, excuse me, positive body image from the get-go. So she looked at mom's stories of being aware of how dissatisfied they were with their own bodies and still wanting to put into their daughters to instill into their daughters that they're beautiful, even though they might have not heard it from their own moms. And there's a big element of self-awareness there and self-compassion. So we still need to have compassion for ourselves as parents. And we've all flubbed up here and there, but there, know that there's so much compassion and just having that awareness piece just helps to get our language going in a better direction around our kids mm -hmm. for sure. This was interesting too. She gave a story of a profound spiritual encounter and the American Psychological Association also talks about spirituality as being a protective factor for girls and for women, uh, knowing their worth and value as coming from more than what they just look like. So there was a story of a young girl and she had some severe cystic acne and it was causing her to feel so badly about herself. And she was standing in front of a mirror after getting out of the bathtub and she wrote all over the mirror, I'm enough, I'm enough, and I'm enough. And just how that was such a profound spiritual moment for her. And she said, quote, I can still be beautiful, but not let that be my identity. Mm, that's beautiful. So we need to, of course, talk to our girls about their looks, but that needs to not be the only part of them or the most important part of them, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. The more we say all those characteristics that make people who they are, 
like, wow, you're so compassionate. You're so giving, you're so helpful. They internalize those things. Yes. Yes. And how you stated it as noticing those characteristics versus saying, I like how you are, because it's, then it's placing it on your approval, which we don't want. We want it to be just about recognizing and noticing those qualities and attributes in our kids, both external and internal. Right. I loved this too. I love this question. How can we as women learn to appreciate and feel beauty within ourselves with, and within others without letting it take away from the other equally important parts of ourselves and instill that in our children as well? Mm. A big part too that I noticed in the research as well, Shelly, was emotional safety, just creating that climate of emotional safety in our homes and with our kids. So as moms, we can bring into the world for our kids and for ourselves those things we deeply needed. And perhaps as kids, we didn't necessarily get growing up, but that's a place of hope that we can make those, these changes for our kids that we wish that we would have had as young girls or young women. And what if from the very beginning, we can help our daughters and our sons for that matter to discover who they are and to love it and to be fundamentally aware of and okay with who they are. So we do need to address our kids' looks and their bodies and I'm speaking to girls here specifically, that it's one important part of her, but it's not all she is. She has a heart, like what you're talking about, all those different parts of her. She has a heart, a brain, she's a friend, she's a learner, she's a creator. And all these small things that we talk about with our kids really matter over time and add up over time to a positive narrative for our kids. Fat talk, which is something we want to eliminate as a part of this first step in developing a positive body image for our kids. Fat talk is used to describe commiserative comments about one's appearance and the need to lose weight. Sometimes fat talk can be a way among our friends as kind of a false bonding of sharing stories about our body hatred. And instead, you know, how can we turn that into talking about life-giving things and things that really make a difference in the world instead? And that even goes along too, I mean, for me, who's full-blown into middle age by now, it's just embracing those age-related changes and speaking, those, speaking about those in a healthy way among our friends and for sure in front of our kids too. Mm, yeah. So, and the healthy ideal is something to really focus on instead of that talk. And it refers to how your unique body looks when you're doing all the things physically and mentally appropriate to maximize your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. And I was really struck by Dr. Carolyn Becker's research. She has a TED talk that's interesting. And she talked about, goodness, how much time have we spent as women, ruminating on how our bodies look, how much life energy has been put towards that, that we're not pretty enough, we're not thin enough, and gosh, how could we really have refocused that energy on something more positive? Mm -hmm. So that's step one, being aware of and intentional with our own body image story and our language, working to eliminate fat talk and instead promoting the healthy ideal. And that brings us into step two, which is really all about the media. I mean, the media is just playing such a huge role for our kids. And I'm honestly grateful I didn't grow up with social media, you know, and just all the added pressure that our kids have these days. So step two in helping our kids to develop a positive body image, help your child to develop critical thinking with the media. And this involves direct communication and direct teaching, modeling, and putting up protective boundaries with the media. So just like anything else that we want our Children to learn, Shelley, we need to offer them high quality teaching. And I didn't see much evidence on very many, 
you know, healthy body image instructional programs going on in American schools, but I saw a cool study about a program in the UK where nine-year-old kids are receiving body image instruction in school and kids as early as nine, instead of seeing all those distortions and only focusing on those, they're able to point out that the ads have been photoshopped. So kids can say when they see ads, wow, that's not very likely. You know, just giving them that direct teaching where they can notice that's an unnatural picture that people don't really look like that. Mm -hmm. So just very interesting things that we can do, just like anything else that we want our kids to learn, we have to directly and appropriately teach it. Also for us as parents, since most of our kids aren't going to get this body image instruction in school, we can deliberately point out distortions in the images we see when we're with our kids in kind of a matter of fact way in daily conversation. So it's just more of those, you know, daily moments that add up to building that positive body image over time. Really interesting too, this is a study with 14 year old girls in the media. So 14 year old girls with a positive body image were able to be critical, to critically think about the ideals of women's bodies portrayed in the media. And they could describe these images as being unnatural and unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So we can do it. We just have to help our kids to see the media with eyes wide open and their thinking caps on. Um, Having direct communication with modeling, putting up protective boundaries around the media, having kids not have televisions in the room, not have their computers in the room, but having all of that out in the public areas of the home, the family room where parents can really add to the conversation in an accurate way. So kids are developing an accurate perception of what people really look like. So step three, we're going from step one where we're being intentional about our own stories, we're eliminating fat talk. Step two, we're being really aware with the media. And then on to step three, help your child form a new positive narrative for his or her body with a secure attachment to you as the base. And then helping to teach emotional regulation skills, importantly, is good for developing a positive body image. So that secure attachment is big. There was a study that was showing links between a young woman's attachment style. So anxiously attached daughters, daughters that think more highly of others, more in a low position of themselves, and they're worried about being abandoned. Those girls are more susceptible to idealizing and internalizing the image of thin women in the media and to feel poorly about themselves. So having that secure attachment with you as a parent, making sure that you have a sense of real belonging for your kids in the home is just so important for body image as well as any, everything else in parenting, truly. Um, yes. So if you're a mom too, your daughter and your son needs to know that you'll never abandon your child physically or emotionally. And that's a real key for developing a positive body image. Mm-hmm. Also, I know the term embodiment is out there in the literature a lot, and we're hearing a lot about embodiment. And what does that mean? And how does that play into a healthy body image? So embodiment, by definition, it's the experience of being a self in and through the body. So you're not just what your body is on the outside. It's the appearance. It's the actual feeling of having a physical body and all the strength your body has and how you're a mix of your mind and your body. So the embodiment research, how can we really take care of our bodies? How can we take care of them because they're valuable? We need to take care of them with gentleness. We need to eat nourishing food. We need to rest. So not just the outsides of our body, but really focusing on the insides of our body as well and how our bodies are to be celebrated and honored and enjoyed versus all the self-loathing that we can seriously default into as women and the shame we can default into as women. 
And I had briefly mentioned, I know spirituality and the American Psychological Association really does focus on spirituality and faith practices as protective for girls and women, just as knowing their worth and knowing that they're loved by God and their mothers is really huge in developing that positive body image. And then emotionally, being able to emotionally regulate the whole emotional regulation piece. Eating disorders, interestingly enough, are highly linked to a limited ability to emotionally regulate, which if you think about it, that kind of makes sense. If you don't know what to do with those huge feelings, the sadness, the sorrow, the being left out, the disappointment, the grief, you're more likely to put that control in other areas towards an eating disorder, which of course we want to protect our children from. This is all wonderful information for parents to have in mind. A couple of questions that came up for me while you were talking, one of them is, You've talked more about moms, but have you seen any research about dads? This was, this was interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. In Dr. Hillary McBride's research, she pointed out a dad who was so protective of the over-sexualization images that he saw on TV that he would flip through those purposefully. And the daughters in that home got such a validating message on, you know, that's not appropriate. That's not how we treat and value women. That's not where a woman's value is. We want to instead protect women and be valuing and honoring of the woman's body and not, you know, playing into the sexualization, the over-sexualization that's in the media. And she pointed that out as being such a protective factor. And she singled out that dad in such a great way of being forced for positive body image for his kids. Yeah, makes sense. And it, it makes sense that that would be true even for moms who are partnered, that their partner treats them a specific way that is that is open and loving of all parts of her. Yes. The other thing that came up for me is that I can see parents having a hard time having the exact strategy to guide their children to changing their language because we don't want to shame them. We don't want to say, oh, you shouldn't talk about yourself like that. Right. Um, What are some concrete phrases, things that that, uh, a parent could actually say if their child is being really negative or saying really harmful things about their body? Sure. I would first want to really question, where is that coming from? What is making you think that way? Did you see something? Did you see an image or something that is making you think that about your body? And then being able to say, this is what I notice about you. I notice how beautiful you are. I noticed your beautiful hair. I noticed your long, strong legs. I noticed how wonderfully you treat other people. I noticed your caring heart and just really instead coming against those messages. And these are the little messages that the positive messages that build over time into not only your child's positive body image, but your child's positive sense of worth and identity. Yeah, that's great. As a parent or a caregiver for a child, how do you feel like they need to show up? Yes, I think that we can actively look every day for the treasures in our child. So really looking at the particular child in front of us, that individual child, and what are the particular treasures in that child? And also giving our child an unshakable sense of belonging in our family and in our home. I am, I love Dr. Brene Brown's research, and she said that one of the hardest things for her was looking at data from some middle schoolers, and they were so much more hurt by not belonging at home than they were even from not belonging in their peer group. And we seem to think that it gets to be all about peers in those middle years and high school years, when really it was so much more hurtful to think of, for them to think of themselves as not belonging in their own home. Yeah. If you can't feel safe in your own surroundings, in your own, it, yes. it would yes. make sense that it, it would be challenging. 
Yes. And it's about tre treasuring your particular child. This one kid was saying, you know, my parents are more athletic and I'm more of a sci-fi kid and I just don't even feel like I belong. So it's even things that are that simple, you know, and, and that really matters to a child. So making sure that you're affirming the worth of your child and you're affirming your child as a unique individual for his or her body and for his or her self as a human being in, in their entirety. Yeah, and acknowledging them, acknowledging them for themselves and, yes. and for people that may be different than you. Sure. <laughs> That's another one of those areas where sometimes we as parents have to do our own work so that we know that we're not carrying over false hopes, dreams, wishes that just don't fit on the child. For sure. For sure. And so much of parenting is doing our own work, reparenting ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave parents with today? Yes, I know we talked so much about, you know, all the talk we do as parents, but at the same time, have compassion for yourself. We all make mistakes, and yet you're still the person that was chosen to parent your child. You're still the child advocate that you've trained to be, that you are working on every day, and you're the one for the job. So have compassion on yourself. You're doing a great job. Just work on being more intentional, and at the same time, have grace for yourself. How can our listeners best get a hold of you? You've shared so much wonderful information with us today, and I know you've got a couple of programs and resources that I think would be really useful. Thank you. Meeting Kids Needs, just head over to meetingkidsneeds.com. There's a free lesson there for you to download on building an emotional vocabulary for your child, which builds then to all of the body image things we've been talking about. And if you want a full lesson on body image, it's there in the Meeting Kids Needs course for you as well. I'm also active on meeting, at Meeting Kids Needs on Instagram. That's a good place to find me. And if you're interested in child abuse prevention, that's at bodysafetybox.com. Great. Thank you. I really, really loved having this conversation. I think body image is something that we know is out there and we know it has an impact, but for whatever reason, I think we can veer away from having conversations about it. Agreed. Um, well, thanks for the work you do. It's wonderful. Thank you. And I can't, can't wait to share this out with our audience. Um, before we go, I do want to just do a quick shout out for one of our sponsors, Premier Members Credit Union. Uh, they have been a longstanding support for us, and we are so thankful for their generous support. And also, I just want to mention to go check out our website. It's www.penbv.org. We've got um, some resources that are available online, and there's also options to donate or become a sponsor. So we hope today's conversation has added to your parenting well and that the information and insights that we shared here today are going to be in support of you raising healthy, happy humans. It's an honor to have you join us today. And until next time, happy parenting.